You're listening to Brew with the Bennets, which is now available on Patreon. Would you like an extra episode every week available to you on a Tuesday and also early access to the normal episode? (laughs) Keep going! The normal episode, which comes out on a Sunday, you can access that on a Friday. This is all for the bargain price of £2 per month. If you would like to do this, then sign up now! Yes, sign up now! Sign up today! Welcome to the Brew Crew! My coffee looks weird. Well, it's, there's not much milk, is there? Mm. Not very nice. It's fine. Yeah. It's definitely decaf. Definitely decaf. Okay. I mean, you don't need full... It's not full bar. Yeah. Mine's full bar. Okay. We've started, by the way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning. The time is approaching 11.39 and you are joining us on this very fine morning in October. It is quite nice for an October, isn't it? It's been bright. It's been crisp. It's been crisp and bright. It's been like a... (laughs) Crisp and dry. Crisp and dry. Um, it's, it is October. It's the third. It's, uh, the third day of October. (laughs) (laughs) Gemma, you're saying that, but this is going out on the Sunday. So it's irrelevant. Stop giving dates and times. Or if you're a patron, Patron. it's going out on the Friday. Yeah. Yeah, So (laughs) you're delirious this morning. What's happened to you? This Do you want to just tell the listener what's been cracking off before we've done this intro? This is my second intro, everybody, because Scott is freaking out about the no microphones. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I'd love you to be a gangster. You are the least gangster. Do you know what? He's freak- rocking up in yeah, your Yeah, he's freaking out about the microphones. Yeah. So what he says is, he's like, you know, I don't know if we're going to use these microphones. So then I did an intro, <laughs> and then he's like. No, I don't know if I need these microphones. Let's do the other microphones. And I says, these microphones are fine. And he says, okay, these microphones are fine. So then he's like, no, but we need to do another intro, like, innit? And I was like, oh, are you joking me? We're not going to do another intro, innit? And he's like, yeah, we've got to do another intro, innit? And I was like, okay, I'll do another intro. So I've done another intro, and now we're in the second intro, and now I'm just, like, going crazy. <laughs> God, you oh... <laughs> I love, do you know the, the thing is what the, the problem was is that I bought like boom arms. I've tried to up the production value of the pod. Yeah. I've bought these new microphones that don't require a pop shield so I can see yeah. more of your face. Because yeah. all I kept seeing when we were looking at Gemma was a big round pop shield which would often rub her nose on to tickle it. And so I just thought it might improve the chemistry. But then she sort of said to me, I don't want a boom arm because I'll be looking into space and I won't be looking anywhere and I feel trapped. I feel trapped. I feel claustrophobic by the boom no, arm. No, that is absolute. So we've got rid of the boom arm. That's absolute bunkum because bunkum? That, yeah that's bunkum that's not the right answer that's not what happened <laughs> what happened you're blaming me there and that is absolute boswipe <laughs> what's boswipe oh man we tried you said you just went i can't do it with the with the arms the arms aren't working we've got to clip them on a table the tables ain't working the tables are too thick the tables are too thick the tables are too thick <laughs> got thick tables 
And I'm like, the problem is, mate, if we're sat next to each other, we're not looking at each other, in it? Then we're just looking in space. <laughs> what is that voice? That's proper knotting a minute. So I'm just sick of the whole microphone setup. Hopefully you can hear us at home because, God, yeah. it's taken a while to get to this point, I tell you. And I tell you what else. I tell you what else. I'm sick to death of the, of the podcast and shenanigans. You just want to turn up, <laughs> speak and leave, don't you? The thing is, guys, right, we've got ourselves f- six patrons. Seven. And it's gone to his head. Seven. Yeah, we've got seven patrons <laughs> and he thinks he's all it. He thinks he's I am Mr. Patronizing. <laughs> Listen, guys. <laughs> That that well, this, oh th- these people are supporting God. us. We've got we've got. If you want, I'm going to mention them. I've got Caroline Berwick, Caroline Berwick. She got Caroline Berwick's on the pod. Thank you. We've got Alison and John Homer. They're doing two for one on the Patreon. They could have Patreoned each, but not. They're splitting it. They're listening with one earphone each. I don't blame them. Vicky Hogarth, out. Joanna Longbottom, Doug McVeigh, Stephen Saz Green. They're the patrons. Thank you. Welcome to the Brew Crew. Anyway, have you been, Scott? I've been good. I'm are a you bit... all right? How are you? Why is this concern? Well, I'm just pretending I care. Go on. No, oh, are you all right? I'm all right. I was in Aberystwyth last night. Aberystwyth. 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 It's spelled funny, isn't it? It's nice. It's a nice place. It's beautiful, actually. I you sent me some pictures front. of yeah, the sea. Absolutely beautiful seafront. I it was, was lovely. I was very impressed by the place. It was very nice. I did the show there in a bowling club. and Lots of people turned up. Excellent. It was really good. Do you know what was really interesting, though? Go on. The same day I arrived at Aberystwyth, £90 million worth of cocaine had washed up on the beach. Get out of this town. (laughs) No, true. Really? In Aberystwyth, yeah. So it was a big story. So £90 million found by a dog walker. Do you know what I think about dog walkers? They seem to find everything. I don't know. Elaborate, elaborate. Well, dog walkers always find bodies. Do they? Well, most of the time, they find a body when they're walking the dog. Well, the, the dogs sniff it out, Yeah, they? but then the dog walkers now found bags of cocaine just washed up on the beach. £90 yeah. million. Pounds, proper Scarface yeah. level of a, of a, a book. I just had a thought. What? Let's get a dog in this house and it might find my diamond out of my engagement ring. Mm. It might sniff it out. He'll <laughs> have to shit it out. He'll eat it. Yeah. But the point is, that is amazing, isn't it? If you've got, you're a dog walker, mm. you tend, they tend to find stuff. Yeah. Makes you wonder whether the dog walkers are involved. No. There's no dog walker cartel, is there? But like, you, know. you wouldn't have liked the journey to Aberystwyth. Why? Windy. windy. I hate winding. Every day is a winding road. Got a long up. and windy road that leads to, to your door. But I was speaking to someone who lived there. No, no, shut up, shut up. Shh, shh. I spoke to someone yeah. who'd lived in Aberystwyth all his life mm. and he was saying that he'd moved away to go to uni mm. and he, he used to get, he gets flashbacks whenever he smells Walker's Sensations chicken and thyme crisps. Because he had them in the car? Because he remembers them being open in the car and the road's been... And he felt sick. And he felt sick, travel sick. He was travel sick. Oh, no. And it scarred him. And I thought, that is true. I have got sort of memories. Have you got any sort of memories of things that trigger you feeling rough? 
because it's associated with it. I haven't really. I mean, people often say they have that if they've been drunk on a drink and then they can't drink the drink again. 2020. Uh, Mad Dog 2020, fortified uh, wine. I can't say I have that experience. If I I sniff the strawberry smell of that, Mm. I instantly think 15, being at the fair. I've not had it, but I know what 2020 is. No one drinks it in pubs now. This is a mad thing. Right. It's like if you go into a pub, yeah. there's no one saying, can I have a Mad Dog 2020? No, but I please? think it's a bit retro. It's a bit like Baby Sham. But no, but it's, it was a drink. I think genuinely it was a drink that was only drunk by people who were underage. Probably. No one of normal Probably. age would drink it. No. It was, it was rancid. Yeah. It was like terps, flavoured terps. Horrible. And I remember I never drank. Did you drink underage? Go- no, I did. I had half a lager and felt drunk. <laughs> Still the same, isn't it? <laughs> Am I going to be all right? Yeah, exactly. Well, here's the weird thing. All the people I was at high school, this is the scary thing. Mm. Two years' time, Liv is in that window. I know. Think about that for I a know. moment. This is a girl I have thought that about can't it, pick a pants I don't up. like it. I don't like it. They would go down to yeah. a place called the Lakeys. That's such a northern thing. Yeah. And it was a big field. And there was one person who could get... Patted. No, one person who could buy stuff or get from the off alcohol, license. Yeah. And he was a guy, guy who a had a beard and body odour. It yeah. was basically a bloke. I don't think body odour was a prerequisite. I, I, I don't know. I think it all helped. Mm. But then you'd have little things like, do you not remember what they would say? With like, um, I, I look like a child. Do you know what I mean? I look like a boy band reject. And they were like, yeah, well, what I do is I'll go in the... You'd always have target one off license. If you go down there on the corner, you don't care. And then what you do is if you go up to the counter, just take some car keys... And swing them around your hand. Yeah, yeah. Pretend like you've got a car. Yeah. But then I'll be like, well, you're drinking and driving, mate. But then he would be like, got to get cars. And then I always think you could really elaborate on that script. Come on, mate. I've got to pick the kids up from swimming. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've got to go and check on the mortgage payments from yeah. my house that I have in my name. But that this whole sort of charade. That's really, don't you it's think? It's sad that they you, want to be an adult. But if, no, they don't want to be an adult. They just want alcohol. The thing is... How would you best fool somebody? And I think it's about being as cool as you possibly can be. So as calm as you possibly can be and not like panic in that situation. Mm. But nobody can ever do that, can they? They can't be like just at normal. Well, no, you can't. You always feel guilty, don't you? Because if you were an adult going into buy booze, you'd be in there, you go, good evening. Hello, everything all right? Yeah. Mm. Um, Can I, uh, where's your red wine? Uh, I'll just have a red wine. Uh, And thank you, that's wonderful. But the problem is, when you're going in and you're 15, you're going, buy booze, buy booze, buy... And then you look outside yeah. and all your mates are going, eh, yeah. good, keep yeah. going, mate, yeah. yeah. And then someone sticks red in, get some, get some crisps as well, yeah. mate, get some crisps. And then you go up to the counter and you go, good evening. Real life, yeah. like that. Good evening. To be honest, And then you though, go, can I have 24 cans of Costas, Costas <laughs> two bottles of Thunderbirds and four bottles of Diamond White Lightning Cider? Is this for you? Yes, it's all for me. Are you sure? Yes, I'm having a party. Uh, I'm retiring. <laughs> Just the whole The problem is... Then they give a bit. The problem is that nowadays, the place you'd mainly get alcohol from, it's not like an offie anymore, is it? It would be the supermarket. Mm. And they're really hot on that. They're like, it's not under 18, is it? It's under 25. Someone asked me to buy booze from, you know. Get lost. Once I was coming, it was I was down gigging somewhere in I think it was Swindon. Really? Yeah, I got out of the car and one blo- one lad came up to me and went, "Mate, 
mate, can you go and buy us some booze, mate? What did you say? I said, I can't, lads, I can't. I've got to go. I'm, I'm, I'm late for yeah. work. And he was like, Aww. come on, mate, just a couple of cans, mate. Aww. And I thought, imagine if I'd have done that and then got outside and started giving them out and then yeah, got arrested, not made my gig. What did, what did you not, why did you not make your gig? He was giving alcohol to children. Yeah. I'm never, that's on, that's on chortle. Then oh I'm done. Then God. I'm a nonce it'd and made, I'm done. It'd have made a great TikTok. What? You on TikTok. Dishing it out. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Oliver Twist. Yeah. Come on, children, gather maybe, around. Maybe we need a bit of... Um, Would you like some vodka? You know, to come get on. the patrons up, maybe we need some controversial um, headlines. What, so I start... Just get in trouble for something. Get the booze out. Yeah. But the, the thing was, that the reason why we're buying stuff like Diamond Lightning, White Lightning and all that nonsense, yeah. is because it was cheap, but also it was like cider didn't taste like booze. No. But tastes then like juice. You actually look at what you were drinking. I couldn't drink it now. No. And it's like Mad Dog 2020. You're not like you, I don't remember calling it Mad Dog. I just remember calling it 2020. Mad Dog 2020. But then it was like now it's like if you served it in a pub, they were like, um, "Can I get you anything to go with it? You know, do you want to do you want to be fingered behind a skin?" Because <laughs> that that literally was the whole experience of it. But I remember it was the fair, and I was drinking this 2020, mm. and then we were going on these rides. Yeah. So I and, and that's horrible. You downed it, and it was like in a hip flask, but it was 45. percent That's awful. I Scott. couldn't drink that now. That's awful. And, and I'm that's thinking, really dangerous. Dangerous. And then we went on these things called eggs. Do you know eggs? Yeah. You sit in them, and then I was on with this lad who had like a, a liter of white lightning, and he was going spin it, spin it, spin it. And horrible. I was like, I feel a bit queasy, Jason. And he was this like, is spin horrible. It, spin it, That's spin it. horrible. And I got off and I hooed everywhere. Oh, and I remember Scott. two blokes walked past and went, can we get this one a knife and fork? And oh, like, that's horrible. And that's when my dad picked me up and oh, Scott. took me home. I went in his, his his door pockets and he made and he left it overnight, did Roy, and made me mm. clean it in the morning. Oh, man. The, the roads were windy. And even as I was driving I along, I was thinking, road. these are too windy. This is why I like going to Sidmouth. Why? Because you just go straight down the M5 yeah. and off it. And I said that. There's no windy windies. As much as Aberystwyth was beautiful, they need a bypass or something because <sighs> this meandering bollocks. I'll tell you what, we're not, be in, we're not on horse and cart anymore. Is what you might be better to do what? is to fly to New York <clears throat> and then get a ferry to Aberystwyth. Well, and might find some easier. drugs on the way. Yeah. But yeah, it was weird. That was a big story that, mm. that, had, that had. And do you know what was really interesting? Go on. As I was walking along the promenade. Yeah. All the student flats are on the seafront. How cool is that? So the students were there. They've got a better view than us. They're living like Russian oligarchs, mate. It's amazing. What what was your student house like? I had a view of a condemned boiler. It wasn't particularly exciting. Why? Well, it was just crap. I had a view of... of I could see from no, my you bedroom. Would have done a little terrace down. Little terrace. I had to the left. I could see the the bathroom with a crap boiler. Yeah. To the right, I had one tiny window, yeah. and it was just uh, some looking at brick. Yeah. The next yard. It was very Johnny Briggs. I was downstairs <laughs> one time in my house. You lived downstairs. I was on the front. That's <laughs> only student houses that do that. It's like a terrace that's straight onto the street, and I had my little room downstairs. But I quite like being downstairs because you know, I was a bit separate to everything. Do you know what I'm saying? You know what happened though? Go on. Do you know what I'm saying? Why are you so loose this morning? Do you know what I'm saying? No, you you didn't stamp your authority. So you ended up getting the worst bedroom, really. No, I didn't get the worst bedroom. I disagree. Because if, you, if you'd have gone mine in there and gone, I want the big bedroom. No, mine was a lovely bedroom. I love my little bedroom. It feels a bit discombobulating knowing there's people walking literally. I don't care. Past your I, like head. The, I, like the, I like to have company. What? <laughs> 
I like the thought of people walking past. I like the drugs and, every and now the and prostitutes. Again, every now and again, I pop Feels my head like out. Feels like family. I pop my head out the window and go, hey up. And they go, who are you? And I just, I just live here. I just want to say hello. Could, could you, you want a cup of tea? Did you hear me coming on my BMX up the yeah. road? Scott on his little BMX. You look like an absolute douche. I'd look like a pee on a drum. You look like a dick. I look like a, a dad a who was dick. trying to be cool around the what kids. What a dick, everybody. Um, so, yeah, I did have a wrist with Comedy Festival. It was very nice. Got in quite late. Good for you. But uh, do you it want was to ask really me what good. I did? What did you do? Uh, on Saturday, I was cordially invited to um, my mate's son's like show up in Osset in Yorkshire. So me and the girls went up, we went to watch the show. It was a cabaret style, so they did all sorts of songs from the musicals. Now, I'm going to be absolutely brutally honest here. When somebody asks you to go and watch all the kids that you don't know doing a show, yeah, your first thought is... Can I get COVID? Can I cut my own head off? <laughs> Because you think, yeah. oh no, this is going to be... Apart from obviously seeing the kid that you know, like, you know, you were like excited about that bit. And I was a bit cynical thinking this is going to be awful. It was absolutely amazing. These kids were flaming brilliant. And at one point I did, I stood up with a fellow member of Taudience. Yeah. And he'd done a bit of ha- uh, Hamilton. And he absolutely nailed it. Which song was it? I'm not throwing away my shot. Not throwing away my shot. Yeah. No, I'm not throwing away my shot. You know, I'm just like my country. I'm young, strappy and hungry and I'm not throwing away my shot. How old was he? He was probably about 15. Wow. Absolutely nailed it. And it was just Did everyone stand? Me and another woman did. Who didn't stand? Well... You know, loads of people stood for other stuff. I mean, it was just brilliant. All of it was brilliant. The standard was really good. They did six, the musical, that was absolutely... And there was this one girl, her voice was absolutely... She could have been in the West End already. She was so good. And it was just... I was just blown away. Absolutely blown away. Blew my socks off, it did. So anyway, then we were late going to your mum and dad, so we didn't get to your mum and dad's till half ten. And then Sophia... Half ten at night? Yeah, and then then because we didn't get there till half ten... We had a glass of wine. Obviously, that was just Sophia, not me. Uh, no, we had a glass of wine, cheese and biscuits. We didn't go to bed till midnight. Then next morning up for Toby's birthday. And then um, last night I was so tired. But the problem was Sophie had slept in the car on the way home from Yorkshire, right? Mm. We got back here about... It's fatal if you could yeah, have a nap, got, even at the age of six. We got back here about eight o'clock, right? I was absolutely knackered and I got a bit of a headache as well because I got my hormone headache. We'll come back to that in a minute. And... Um, so I went to bed at half past eight. Oh, that's proper. Got her in bed for half past eight. But she was like, we were laying there for about half an hour and I'd nodded off straight away in bed with her. And she was like, mummy, I can't sleep, you know, because she'd slept. Yeah. So in the end, what I did was I just said to her, do some stickers in your bed, right? <laughs> I'm off to bed. So I went to bed. So you literally went to bed before the kids? Yeah, left the six-year-old basically self-soothe. So she was doing stickers in her bed. And I said, when you're tired... Just put your stickers down and nod off. <laughs> did you wake up? She had stickers all over her no, head. No, she did it. She did it. She stickered herself to no, sleep. No, I said, just keep your door open, your lights on, because she has a little nightlight. And <laughs> I went to bed. Do you know what? I actually went to bed. And she didn't bother you? And both kids just put themselves to bed and I went to bed. Bloody legend. And I was so tired. Do you know what that would be? Do you know Go what on. that is? If you ever, mm. you know, God forbid, yeah. let, went off the rails and went had a coat, you know, had a, a heroin filled bender yeah the kids would they'd be fine fine. they'd be absolutely fine (laughs) mummy's just having a little moment Mm. i'm just going to stick myself to sleep 
when you go to work on Tuesday, you go, oh, Wednesday, you go out the door early. Seven. Seven o'clock and I wake up and literally I open my eyes at 7.30 and it was like... I bet you didn't get up till quarter to eight. It was eight. You're a loser. (laughs) You're an absolute loser. No, it was quarter to eight. It was quarter to eight. I know what will happen because when I'm on duty with the kids, I get up early. So this morning I got up at seven. Mm -hmm. I know, okay, you work at night, but I get up at seven to make sure that I'm... I'm alert I've got stuff done that needs to be done and so when the kids get up you know the wheels are in motion so what time did you get up quarter to eight right too late anyway I got up and um instantly thrown into nightmare yeah because you're not good in the morning anyway I went down so you're not good in the morning Liv's not good in the morning and Sophia needs a lot of assistance in the morning so it's a recipe for disaster I'm up on my eyes it was 7.45 I switched my phone on and then the whatsapp group for where we live it was just like bing 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 powers off powers off powers off no power so Sophia comes down going can I watch telly? No, there's no power. Right. right. Can I go on the internet? No, there's no power. So it was just like, they, it was like Victorian Britain, Angela's ashes. She was sat there just eating her breakfast. Liv eventually stirs. I asked her to get up about three times. She eventually stirs. Can't find a shirt, right? Mm-hmm. She can't find a shirt. I'm trying to get uh, Sophia some breakfast. She's like, where's my shirt? Where's my shirt? Wandering around. I don't know where anything is. No. Right, that's probably my tit. fault. I'm going through the wardrobe. I was like, you're going to have to get a shirt out the washing basket and put on a minging shirt. She Aww. didn't want to do that. They found a shirt that was wet that had just been in the wash. She was like, I'll just wear that. Like, you're not wearing a wet shirt to walk to school in. I since found out you'd put them all, they were all in the dryer ready yeah. to wear. I didn't know that. Uh, so, so that was the first chaos. I come downstairs. Sophia then starts panicking. I think I need the toilet. So we've got this poo anxiety at the moment. So she goes to the toilet. She can't go to the toilet. She goes in the toilet. The power comes back on for a second. I switch on the kettle. I think I'm going to have a brew. I go in the toilet. She comes out literally holding the towel rail that she's pulled off the wall mm-hmm. that's come off, which I said to you, needs raw plugs. You didn't say it. You just said, you can just screw into the plasterboard. It's pulled off the wall. I was proved right. So she comes out with that. She can't go to the toilet. The power comes back on for 30 seconds. She starts watching telly. I go to make a cup of tea. Kettle's about to boil. Power goes off again. So I start boiling something on the hob to make a cup of tea. So Olivia comes down. Can I have soup? Can I have soup for school? So we got literally... Uh, changing dinner plans she found a shirt oh she went in the dirty shirt and then um, eventually got out the door just bundled out the door got down to school Um, she goes to school she's panicking about the toilets all the way down because we hit the corner and she's like what happens if I need the toilet it's the two pronged thing of getting locked in the toilet and wiping her own ass yeah she goes down there she thinks she needs a poo I get to school I stand outside the... Oh, that's it. I was in my gym gear as well. Because mm. I thought I was going to go to the gym after. I couldn't do that. I had to cancel the class because I had to stand outside a toilet in full lycra waiting for a child to defecate who never did. She comes out. She's in floods of tears. I tell the teachers. She's not very happy because she's still, she's still got this poo anxiety. I come back home. The power... No, you had to do reading morning. Oh, yeah, I had to do read. Yeah, so I had to sit there. I had to do reading morning, sat there with me tight lycra and me fat belly reading frigging... I don't know what it was, some Julia Donaldson nonsense. I'll come back. The power goes on for 30 seconds. I go to boil the kettle. Power goes off again. It's not even nine o'clock in the morning. Do you know what? It's just because you can't cope with it. <laughs> you just can't cope. I don't think I can, to be honest. I don't think that was that bad a morning. Really? Yeah, it's all down to your attitude. Mm. This poo anxiety is a big thing, though, you know. It is, but I think you, because you... Approached the morning with such chaos, it exacerbated it. I think I did get up too late. Yeah, 
You did. But I'm tired, babe. I know you are. And, and the, the problem is, is I think you going out so early... Mm. It's like you're you've gone and like a milkman or something. You're yeah. out. You're gone. And you, yeah. even your when your presence isn't even here, it's a bit like a Jedi Knight. Yeah. Even your presence of Mummy not being around. Yeah. As soon as Super, uh, Sophia opens her eyes, is where's Mummy? Yeah. She's gone to work. Yeah. She already knows. She knows it's going to go to. We knows we're going to go off piece now. Yeah. Yeah. We've got an idiot in charge. Yeah. So Aww. it was it was stressful. You're an idiot. But the poo anxiety is still there, mate. And then someone someone's messages saying, you know, it's a very common thing. Of course, it's common. Poos are always a common stress for kids. Yeah. It is. It's just the way it is. Toileting generally is stressful for kids. Mm. Mind you, as adults, we're not that keen at doing a poo out. I don't, I don't. Some people, if you remember Oliver Boswell on the Shed Show, he never would poo out. Poo out? You know, as in when he's out and about. My mate who I work with never pooed at work. Used to go home. Yeah. Used to hold it and go home at dinner. Was that Darren? No. No. Don't mention the names. Rob. Don't mention the names. (laughs) Stop giving names. I want to know who goes I'll, I'll home tell for you a afterwards. Poo. It doesn't matter to these Just people. Mouth it. No. Go on. <laughs> so he would, he would hold it and then he'd be like, I'm just, I'm just popping out. And he'd go home and I'd be like, Have you gone for a shit? I home? love the way you just did that. Yeah. Mouth I think it. the problem was is that when you had that communal mm. office space, yeah. it's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. You don't want to do that at work. No. You feel vulnerable, don't you? Yeah. Although I, I do believe you should poo on, on someone else's time. I do. I think you should get paid for pooing. Well, I would just take the opportunity to have another little break. Because, yeah. um, you know, people who smoke get a little smoke break. I would have a little shit break. Have a shit break, mate. Yeah. You know, like you say, I'm just popping out for a fag. I say, I'm just popping out for a shit. Yeah. That's what I'd do. What, and then just, what, go to Tesco or something? No, no, do it at work. Go I'd just say, I'm just popping out for a poo. And they'd just go, <laughs> all right, love, enjoy it. And I'd be like, you know, like you'd go for a ciggy. Yeah. Desperate for a ciggy, you can just say I'm desperate for a poo. Bye. Hey, do you know what it was um, yesterday? It was the London Marathon. I know. I was just going to say. Why did they move it to October? Oh, it's because of COVID, wasn't it? I think so. A guy uh, who ran the marathon this year, he wasn't. Um, uh, he, he was. He just entered it normally, mm. and he had a bet with his friends that he could lead the London Marathon. And they were like, no, you can't. So he, on live telly, I didn't know this. I've just seen the clip now. It's hilarious. He set off sprinting at the start. So he got to the front start line. Mm. And when the gun went, he out sprinted all the elite runners and then put his hands up like that. So he was on telly. Yeah. His name's Richard Lee Wright. And he went like that and yeah. as if he was like in front, just so all his mates could see him. So you imagine being one of those elite runners and then this random bloke just who's it. And like even the commentators were like, I think Paula Radcliffe was like, I don't know what he's doing because he's <laughs> never going to keep that up. He did 323 though. For the first mile? No, for the whole marathon. Oh, did he? Yeah, he's yeah. pretty good No, then. he did the first, I don't know what he did the first mile in, but just it just makes me laugh because I've been in that situation in like Nottingham half marathon yeah. where you're sort of on the front, you, you push as close as you can. But then you think, I could keep going here. And then I, I always remember looking across at the line and seeing some of these lads like with all these yeah. like elite runners. They're like wiry. They've got yeah. like sponsorship. They're wearing like brand new trainers. Yeah. And you're like, you've, and then they're looking at me with my paunch and that thinking, what's he doing on the front? It's like you're a secret weapon, isn't it? Because generally you're not allowed, if anybody's not done running before on big events like that, they have sort of starting pens, don't they? Where yeah. you, you have to start 
according to where you think you'll finish, basically. I'm so. normally run, running in between a giant Scooby-Doo and a strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm about the same, to be honest. But this guy was on the front. I just love the idea of him just going, who's this? Mm. Who's, and then he, mm. then he sprinted. Just like... <laughs> I'm surprised he got through. I did because mm. then, then he ju- he just did it, so he was on telly. So he put his hand up. But that's brilliant. It is. It is quite. That's it, funny. A friend of ours, Andrew Hooker, ran it yesterday for Tommy's. Do you know what he did his time? What? I texted him this morning. I said, "How'd you get on, mate? You're not. You're going to be blown away by this time." Well, uh, let, just bearing in mind that I did it in four thirty-seven. Yeah. He did it in three. 25. Ridiculous. 0.51. That's a really fast that time. That is so fast. He was motoring. Motoring. We both did it, didn't we? We both yeah. did the marathon. And I, I think it's one of those things. I did it in 2008. You did it in 2006. Sixth. And it, I it, I trained really hard for it. But mm. on the day, I think it all got the better of me, actually. Because yeah, yeah. I remember I was sort of stood there thinking, I'm trained. I'm, I've never been as lean. I was yeah. like a 30 waist, which yeah. is unnatural. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. I remember thinking, I feel lean. Yeah, you were. But then people were like, I think he's ill. Yeah. I you did a look bit, a bit ill. I looked a bit ill, didn't I? Yeah. But I was lean and yeah. I was chiseled. My cheekbones could have cut diamonds, yeah. baby. Yeah. Um, and I remember I'd done all the training. I'd done every, every Sunday morning, wasn't it? Three yeah. hours of yeah. running with those stupid gels. Yeah. Like toothpaste. Just yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then I'd spend all. You couldn't do it with kids. I don't know how people do it who've got kids. I just wrote the rest of the day off, yeah, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and then I remember on the day getting there, thinking I'm just going to try and enjoy it. And then I got to Blackheath, and I remember I was just like, just, just try and you know, don't, don't get overcome yeah. by this thing. Yeah. And I looked, and then someone out of the back just saying, "Running for mum," and mm. I went. Ah! Yeah. So I was on the verge of tears. It is weird. It's such an emotional occasion because. The crowds are so immense and it's the fact that you're running around the capital. You know, it's quite... It took 40 minutes for it to start properly. You're in a little... Yeah. You're in a tiny little... You don't really start your clock till you cross the start line and it's just like... Yeah, it's running past all those monumental... No, not monumental. Monument. What's the word? No, running past all those like really well-known <laughs> sites of London. Monumental monuments. Yeah, monumental monuments. Yeah, it's running past all of them, and like you know, you you are you know as you cross the bridge as well, and it's like it still does that route though, doesn't it? What across the bridge? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so. And it's just it is it, so overwhelming. It it's is. Like, it is overwhelming. You're running around London. You with thousands of people, people cheering you along every step of the way. Because like some of the marathons, when it's in a city where it's not as well known, there can be parts of the course that are quite lonely because there's just not many one people. One man out. with a dog just goes, yeah, God, so yeah, up, God, yeah. So. keep going, come jump. Um, whereas in London, it's just so buzzing, it's just happening, isn't it? And um, yeah, it's just I felt quite overwhelmed with it. There's blokes that are people that run mm. with a, a sign up, which is a pace thing, saying if you stick with me, you yeah. do this time. Yeah. And I remember seeing the guy because I wanted to do like three forty-five, and it never happened. It, uh, it well, got, you did three fifty-two. Yeah, you? but I, I, no, I wanted to do three thirty, mm. and I remember seeing this guy with three thirty, yeah. and and every so often he'd just get a bit further away. Yeah. It's like just slow down. Yeah, but he was running with a big stick thing. And they're, they're incredible, aren't they? Just like I'm just going to go and pace it, an yeah. official pacer. Yeah. Uh, but then the really humiliating bit is when you're running along at like thirty miles, mm. and then all the people who are in front, like yeah. the elite athletes, come yeah, past you. They literally, you. and I think they do that on purpose. Wow. 
And these guys are sprinting me. But that's amazing. 3.25. I think my dad's best time ever was 3.19, yeah. which is incredible. Oh, Jimmy, your dad's got the little shuffle, hasn't he? Yeah, but that's the fast, Under-the-arm shuffle, yeah. the wardrobe shuffle. Yeah. No, he's like his little legs and his arms. His arms are like carrying wallpaper. Mm. Mm. Minimum footprint. Yeah. Very light on his feet, Very your dad. Light on his feet. Like a cat, isn't he? Yeah. Silent. Like a ninja. Like a ninja where I'm plodding and... Yeah, you've got um, a heavy foot. Well, on that last mile, I looked like a mess. I was slobbering. Oh, it was hard. Uh, and then coming someone... Coming up the Pall Mall and then you're like, oh, you, know, you know you're nearly home. People were cheering me feels. and I couldn't speak. I was going, thank you. Yeah. And then they get, someone gave me a jelly baby mm. and I couldn't even chew it. No. So it's just like stuck on my lip. Yeah. Thank you. Well, the thing is, I got across <laughs> the line and it felt like my chest was going to implode. They're putting you in that foil blanket, like, don't they? <gasps> I couldn't hardly breathe. It was weird. It was like when I was moving, I could breathe. But as soon as I stopped, it was like, oh, you know, like it felt, yeah. we're not selling it here, are we? Then, at all? No, it's horrible. I don't want to do it ever again. The thing is, there's people who do hundreds and hundreds of marathons. My dad's done loads of marathons. But for me, it was, I wanted to say I'd done a marathon and I've had no real desire to do one again. It's so far. I was so terrified. It's unnatural. I was so terrified of pooing myself. I remember I, I set off and I had like, I had like in my back pocket, I had an ibuprofen. Did you? I, I really planned well. I had like yeah. a little, little ibuprofen. And I remember it got to like 30 miles and everything was hurting. And I just had to chew did you this pop it? ibuprofen in. And I just, did you really? Yeah. I didn't know you did that. That was hurting. Everything was hurting. Well, it does hurt. It hurts. It, feel, it feels, I think at 21 miles, I felt like I'd been shot in both legs. Yeah. It was just like hit the wall. But then, then the, the wall. There's a line on what people. The wall. Danny Dyer comes out, doesn't he? At yeah. 21 miles, and he's like, "It's on its way." Yeah, you've hit the wall. You've hit the wall. The mate. wall, darling. Even Angela Rippon can't yeah. help you out yeah. now. Keep ran through the wall. Uh, but then it was like there was like um, a line, which is the fastest route, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember just like like tr- just wobbling all Where over that line. I was delirious oh, in the last God, mile. Scott. I was in a mess. Let's not do that again. Let's what? not do the London Marathon. No. I've got absolutely no desire to do it again. But don't you have twenty six point two? Do you know what though? I'm going to say something. I think if you haven't run it, I think if you walk it and you do it in like mm. six hours, mm. you need to stop doing that. They shouldn't let people. You have to run it. That's the rules. You have to get right. people. Who, I know people run and walk, but there's people who literally walk it, mm. and then at the end, there's like. <laughs> Most of the course is done. Every they're just they're just walking through bottles of water and discarded, you know, uh, all the discarded paraphernalia mm. of a marathon. And then there's a, a road sweeper, and the lights are on. And it's like eight at night, and I just think, just go home, mate. I know. You can't just in, enter a marathon and then go. I'm just going to treat it as a walk. You're taking the piss. Yeah. It's a controversial thing to say. I wouldn't want to walk it. Why would you want to walk it? 26 miles is a long way. And it, walking through... At London. least if you're running it, it's over quicker. Yeah. I think that's what I I'm, think you should have to know run what? it. I that, think you should have to run it, even I'm if it's a scoot and... I'm always envious of elite runners, not because I want to run fast, but because it's over quicker. The pain is over because people think uh, they're not hurting, but yeah. they are hurting. It's just as intense, though, isn't it? Of course, it, it is. They're hurting even more. Do you remember when? Uh, but it's done quicker. Paula Radcliffe just had a little bob. Yeah, I told Sophia about that. She, she couldn't believe it. Shut herself. No, she just pulled her pants across, didn't pulled, she? That is like when you, Paula, just yeah, because you ain't got time, have you? You just need to get on with it. When so, it's coming, respect, it's coming. respect, respect for, for her for doing that. 
Just straight out. But she's a machine, that lass. She was amazing. With the head nod. Oh, yeah. She Very distinctive weird... style. Very distinctive style. But she's retired now, hasn't she? Some people got weird running styles. Oh, they have. Really? I remember one lad I used to run with. He used to leave his arms by his side. Yeah, that's weird. So it's like he'd been hit by two, yeah. you know, two darts. Yeah. Two sort of poison darts. Yeah. Sort of running like, yeah. a, like a reanimated corpse. Exactly. It's like, you look uncomfortable, mate. Yeah. I'm really comfortable. really enjoy the run. Yeah, so my hormone headache came on yesterday um, and it's carried on into today. But I went to see my hormone specialist on Thursday, so mm. perimenopause. She specialises in the menopause and perimenopause. And I said to her, um, my main symptoms that I'm still getting is obviously the headaches and also um, not forgetfulness. <laughs> Headaches and what was the other thing? Oh, sometimes a bit palpy, sometimes a bit heart, you know, rapid heart. But generally, I have to say, since I've started doing a bit more exercise, that's been better. So right. it's obviously better for you, isn't it, to do a bit of uh, physical activity to sort of work off the adrenaline and stuff like that. Um, so she said, let's increase your estrogen again. So what's happening is, she did say it's a lot easier once you hit the menopause because things tend to just level themselves out a bit but because i'm still menstrual i'm still getting these peaks of estrogen so basically if you think of like when you're in your 20s and your body's preparing to have children you know you're at that prime time in your life where you could have children your hormones are sort of they're primed for that purpose then you come through childbearing age and you get to sort of my age, so 40s, early 40s, sometimes late 30s even. And basically your hormones are so irregular. There's a lot going on. So you're still having periods, but your hormones are basically all over the shop. They can be sort of peaking, chucking out loads of estrogen, um, then dipping. And, you know, it can cause all sorts of um, irregularities in, in symptoms. Yeah. And that's why no woman is the same. No one woman has the same symptoms as the next. It's also why things can feel like they are not steady, you know, so you can go through all sorts of emotions during a month. And it can also have other side effects like, you know, it can affect anxiety, it can affect your sleep, it can affect, you know, some people experience hot flushes. Maybe they'll experience that later on when they get to the menopause so my specialist on thursday just said you know we need to see if we can we could we could go a bit higher with your estrogen basically and try and level that out it feels like you're a bit like dolph lundgren and uh rocky Four. what do you mean well they just got wires on you they're trying different well bits you have and to stuff tweak things and... you have to tweak it all but i think generally i feel it feels like you're a walking science experiment at the moment Gemma. well most people are when it comes to menopause or perimenopause but I would still say, and I said this to um, Dr. Duffy, her name is, she's absolutely amazing. And then she said to me, how's the sex life? How's your libido? Because she'll, she'll check in on that as well. So obviously that's... A Not big, literally. No, but she, she will ask... <laughs> Come on, guys, tonight's yeah, tonight. Yeah, she will, she will check in on that because I've talked about this a, a lot before on the podcast as well. So um, another problem with perimenopause is that you can have a dip in testosterone um actually my testosterone levels are, are good but some women have really low testosterone and that can have a knock-on effect that it means your libido starts to wane and so some women just think oh well 
you know, we've I've been in a relationship for a long time. So, you know, it's just natural that women don't want it as much as men and da, da, da. and actually Well, that's an age old is that Well, this is the thing. Do you it, think that could this could be the explanation why that is? Of course it is. And that's the thing is that, you know, we can do something about it. You do not have to think, I'm over the hill, I'm I'm done, I'm drying up, I'm shriveling up. And again, that does have your perimenopause. So before you even get to the menopause, your perimenopause can have effect on libido. It can mean your vagina is dry. <laughs> Gemma, I never realised we were going this detail. Well, I'm just saying. Someone might be having a bowl of crunch. You I know, know I realise that. But, you know, <laughs> and, and it can have effect on all those sorts of things. So then that can make sex painful. It can mm. make it uncomfortable. Mm. Um, and basically, all these things that women will quietly endure or suffer and think there's something terribly, you know, it's just me, I'm just not, you know, in the mood or whatever. Mm. And actually, it's it, it can all be remedied, it can all be put right. So there are things that you can even buy over the counter now, oestrogen that you can apply down downstairs. Hang on a minute. Which promotes... You put oestrogen directly yeah, on yeah, the foof. Yeah, yeah, into the foof, and that can... Um, stimulate it can make it uh, more lubricated hey do you know I, I might, do, does that work on the door handles well also also she said you know um that's amazing i didn't think and that she would really work. encouraged me also because she says i often you know she will do this with all of her patients is to encourage them to look at other things so she recommended the website joe divine so if you want to look at that ladies um and she says you know it's really good for women of a certain age to look at getting themselves something to help them along so she said as you know um, so you're talking i uh you're talking about some little toys you know well i've got my lego yeah exactly <laughs> And we're not talking about, it doesn't have to be penetrative. It doesn't have to be yeah, a full-on... You don't have to get a jackhammer. No. You don't, have, you, you don't, well, you don't even get... have to get a full-on vibrator. You don't even have to get that. She says, there's, she says that as women, you know, women do need clitoral stimulation to be able to get where they need to go. Mm. And um, I think, again, that's something that some women sort of shy away from or that men don't realize how important and integral that is to women being pleasured I, 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 yeah. and so therefore i think you're right there i think men men well it's the age-old joke of not being able to find it isn't it yeah but exactly I, I think do you know what's so go on so so, so she, she was saying that you know i'm just writing all this down I by know, the way. exactly but <laughs> if you think of women in years gone by they wouldn't have they wouldn't have known any of this nobody would have ever dreamed of talking about this and actually, well, certainly not on a podcast. No, I feel uh, like we're breaking new ground here. Well, but what they were saying is, you know, what she's saying is, is there's there are options. You have options, and there's nothing shameful or awful about it. And it's about because she said, you know, your sexual health is as important as your nutrition and as important as your mental health. It all comes together. Those three things, if you look after them all, you will feel like a whole person. Mm. You will feel complete. You will feel... And there's no reason why, you know, into your 70s, you shouldn't feel like your, you know, that your needs are being met in that sense. So I think it's about just thinking about, hopefully if you're in a relationship where you can discuss those sorts of things and you can say, well, actually, you know, this is a partnership and this is, you know, what I need and, and be open about it. And then that's better for everybody. And then also the other side of things. So, you know, if, you are, if you're suffering very small symptoms that you don't realise are perimenopause, so you might be in your early 40s or, 
you know, and you think, actually, actually, that could be me. And I've had a few friends text me this week and said, oh, did you get your date piercing? Because I'm really suffering with my headaches. And I'm like, well, that probably is to do with your hormones. And they may not have realised that that's what's happening to them. So lots of women out there do suffer with headaches um, and don't realise that's what's happening. You're, you're going to become the face of the menopause, mate. Well... I'm just out there spreading it is, It's quite interesting because I think historically, mm. you're quite right, I think historically we're quite prudish as a nation, aren't we? I think everybody is. And, and you know, at the end of the day... But then you found out amongst your uh, people that you go to coffee yeah, with, yeah. you're probably the last one to look at bringing in a toy. Well, yeah. Because I mean, they, they were like, what are you know about? We've had them for years. Yeah, and then you were yeah. like, oh, yeah, you, yeah. You were like you were like the ones fired straight out the convent. Yeah, you were like the nun. Yeah, what yeah. do you mean? Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah we've had them. Yeah, yeah. So, well, the thing is, again, yeah, beca- yeah because one, you Jenna. might What's because you might you? not just you might not divulge that to just every man. You, and it's his not dog. easy to slip into the no, conversation. It isn't. Is yeah. It? So you know, um, but it's just it's just about. I think for some women, you might not have ever thought, oh, really? Oh, that's not you know, it's not like a. It doesn't mean I'm having a terrible sex life. It doesn't mean if I get this, something to assist that it means I'm, you know, what's the word? You know, like I'm barren or whatever. You know, it doesn't mean that. And men, if you are, it's not like the replacing us. No, no, that's Which, it. And, and I mean, it does. It is quite appealing, though. If you said to a, a, a woman, you know, you can replace your husband with something that just requires mm. batteries, yeah, and doesn't whinge, doesn't moan, yeah. and yeah. you know, he's always there and always gets it right. You'd be yeah. like, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, that. yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But don't you think it's a bit weird though? Yeah. The whole, I think it's all weird. The splitting. In sex toys, because I think the female... I've just thought about this now. Mm. When I was doing product design, mm. there was actually a brief we got in to mm. design a vibrator. Did you? Yeah, and we sort of quoted on it. Mm. And the guy came, and it was so surreal, because you sat in this office, mm. and then he's, you sort of sat there with a cup of coffee, and mm. they're just going, yeah. So what we actually need is, if you look at the profile of this, you need bumps, because that's where it really mm. stimulates mm. the ribbed section. Mm. And you're chatting, like, and you've got a cup of tea, and it's like mm. two in the afternoon, and you, you're holding ass protruding dildos yeah. and you're going I did a degree for this yeah. but there was no like he, he was saying it so matter of fact and yeah. then he was like uh, at the end of the conversation about sex toys he went how do you feel about quoting for a sex sling <laughs> yeah <laughs> like dangling off like into yeah. bondage stuff yeah. and I was like oh we've gone up a notch now yeah. Yeah. but like obviously someone's designing and making those of course but the interesting thing is I think on the female side of it don't you mm. think there's more um there's sort of more sophistication to the sex toys. They're sort of they're a bit more they're a bit more designed. They're a bit more classy. Well, they've won design awards. Yes, exactly. I mean, I mean now, they are they are aesthetically discreet. Yeah, and they're uh, they're quite packaged quite nicely. They are. They're quite quite neat and they're quite. They're, yeah. There's not much. They, they're, they're not. They don't feel like it doesn't you, feel sordid. You don't feel embarrassed. Feel... And then no. on the male side, we've been lacking that. Yeah. Like a sex doll is mm. a weird, mm. Mm. a weird thing, mm. really. I don't know. I mean, there mm. must be blokes out there that that like that. But like, there was like, I just find it really odd yeah. that you you would go, I'm just going to inflate this, yeah. or you get them yeah. ones that are like mm. human looking. Yeah. But yeah. now they've got flashlights. Do you yeah, know what that is? I know. Yeah. I still find that odd yeah i don't know i was as a man mm. maybe it's just me but i find that all a bit it's yeah. like putting a tupperware over your knob yeah a summer it feels just that moment where yeah. i just would imagine at the moment when you've uh, finished yeah. just looking down and just going oh 
God. Yeah. Is this where my life's gone? Yeah, yeah. Just sort of like sat in a bedroom yeah. with a fleshlight over my mm. knob just going, oh, I've got, to, I've got to do better in life. The well, shame of it feels... But, and it's, I think it's just slightly different. I think the male side of it all still seems a bit stuck in the 80s. It, yeah, or a it bit feels sordid a bit, almost. Yeah, a bit, a bit sort of uh, degrading. And yeah. that's... That's probably not right, really, is it? That's, but where your side feels a little it's bit... celebrate. You, you, women seem celebrated, it seems don't like they? In, that I they're... think the difference is, is empowerment and embarrassment. Mm, Yours feels mm, like empowerment, whereas mm. I was like, if you're just rutting... I mean, even the 80s, mm. you imagine just a man just... On a squeaky sex doll, like mm. you're shagging a lilo, and then... Mm. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I need to meet someone. Yeah, This I know. is awful. Yeah. Well, we've had loads of messages about trip, the trip um, drinks that I mentioned last week. Oh, is this that CBD oil? Now, my cousin's tried some. She says they're absolutely delicious. And she said, let me just tell you which flavour she said to try. Apparently, they sell them in Sainsbury's. So, Sainsbury's are selling stuff with CBD oil? Yeah, so she said, um, hang on a minute, trip drinks in Sainsbury's, I've had them, they're really nice and they make you feel very relaxed. And then Sorrel, who also listens to the podcast, she messaged and she says she tried them and she recommended one flavour, actually. Let me just see what she said. Uh, Oh, she commented on some... I think it was in another message. But yeah, she tried them and I think there was a particular flavour that she recommended. But basically, you can get them in your local supermarket. So it's definitely worth having a try. I think what we ought to do, really, is to get some and try it live on the podcast next time. Yeah. What do you think? I think that sounds good. I, it's, I didn't, I didn't realise that that was such a big thing. I know, I didn't. So there you go, it could be an alternative to, you know, instead of having a bloody, I don't know, gin and tonic or something, you just have a glass of trip. I think there must be <coughs> others out there as well, competitors. Other brands are available. But I, will, I definitely think we should try it and give it a go. I just don't know how it's legal though. Well, it has to be. I mean, it's it's sold in Sainsbury's. It's not going to be illegal, is it? Have you ever have you ever had any of those legal highs? There was a big there was a big thing at Glastonbury one year where I remember when I went and they were like, oh, you can get these legal highs, and it was like these. They used to sell them from these stalls, but all it was is was stuff from Holland and Barrett that made you shit yourself. Oh God, I'm not into that. So it was like you you take these stuff and it was like legal high ecstasy. But you were like, I don't. I'd rather have normal ecstasy because I think you don't know what this legal eye nonsense is. Well, the thing is for me that I struggle with is the size of the bloody tablets. Now you bought some glucosamine; it's like having a ruddy horse tablet. You struggle to swallow. I have tablets. to snap it in half. It's horrible. I think you either. I think you either can swallow tablets or you can't. But I'm not that bad. But they are massive. They do look, and they've not got like a nice glossy. What do you call it? Like a coated. That help um, it like a yeah, slip down easy. Yeah, it's not a slip down it's like easy. Eating, it's got all jagged edges. Do you know edges. what it's like trying to do? It's like trying to swallow school chalk. It is. It's horrible. They are big old tablets. Oh. It does It does feel, because I've looked in the morning now, I take I take evening primrose oil with starflower oil. You're rattling. I, You're rattling, you are. I take, uh, I take uh, glucosamine. Mm. I take a sage. Mm. I take uh, ginseng. Mm. So I, like it's a full handful. I'm not sure. It's ridiculous. Is that is that good? Yeah. I need like to be one of those old, old ladies. You yeah. know, they have like the, the, yeah. the thing where it says yeah. Monday to Sunday. Yeah. I need one of them. Yeah. But it just has Monday and it's just a Tupperware. And every day just a full. It's terrible. I saw her on Twitter. Yeah. 
that someone at a car boot had taken a picture yeah. of someone selling Hermes unopened packages on a big trestle table. What, that they're nicked? In a lucky dip for two quid. Get lost. No. So it was like a long table. Yeah. And it had like all different packages. Yeah. And it was like, lucky dip, two quid. And like there were people going, oh, it's an iPhone. Not that level, but no. just sort of random stuff. How bonkers is that? Was it stolen then? Well, I would imagine it's fallen into their lap. But it was a genuine picture. So did somebody ring the police? Yeah, I think they did. But don't you think like... I haven't been to a car boot in ages. That's why I, so I wanted to talk car boots is because mm. it's a Sunday. I was thinking of all the Sunday activities. Car boots is one of the king things. Yeah. yeah. I used to love them as a kid. Yeah, I love car and boots. And I want to go to one. Well, do you then? But you got to get up at like, I remember your uncle was a big yeah, car boot. Yeah, you have to. You, you, you got to be up be at a... five. You got to be up at five. No, he never said six. that. Six. You got to be up at six. But you have to By be there... seven, it's all gone. You have to be there early if you want the bargains. But you've got all the good stuff's gone by eight. Yeah. You're wandering at ten, you're buying toilet brushes and shit, aren't you? Yeah, you've got to be there early. But then it's sort of weird how people are in your boot, like, ooh, you know, like sort of scavenging yeah, around. Because yeah. we've, we've sort of sold stuff at car boots before, and you're very good at giving stuff away for nothing. You're like, 25p, that. You've never done a car boot with me. I remember when we were selling stuff on the school field, and you were giving away their kids' toys, and some of them were expensive toys. You were like, 20p, 20p for the lot. Yeah. You just wanted to get rid of it. And I was like, 20p? Yeah. It's cheaper for me to drive to the tip and get rid of it. No, it isn't. That's ridiculous. 20 pence. You were selling stuff at daft money. No, it's just to get rid of it. You just want to get rid. What are your car boot memories as a kid? Uh, I haven't really got any, but I, I do remember going to a car boot. Um, but I've done a few. I did one with my mum and dad. Um, yeah, and I think the the key to it is is not going overpriced because otherwise you'll never shift anything. Mm. People who overprice stuff, you just walk away. People have got a really skewed view of their own shit, haven't they? Yeah, they're like yeah. I remember some one, of it is just tart and one, it needs to go in the bin. One guy was selling VHS like box sets of Lord mm. of the Rings, tenor. I was mm. like, mate, mate, yeah, you, we're on downloads now. Yeah, what are you doing? We haven't even got videos anymore. No. Just, you can't sell this for no, a tenner. No, the people do try and get rid of a load of rubbish, don't they? Yeah. But you do get some good bits as well. But I, it's a bit like eBay when you know that it's a dealer on eBay. You kind of don't feel the buzz of buying something, and it's the same with car boots. If you if they're a professional car booter, yeah, I sort of like oh, it's not it's not thrilling to get something. That how do you, you know, know they've they're, overpriced? And how do you know they're professional though? Just the way they've the got set up, up they've got chip and pin. The they've, got they've got no, not prices. necessarily chip and pin, but just yeah, it's just too organised almost, and too yeah, you, you you know somebody who's literally shoved what's in their loft in their car, and then they just splay it all out on the floor, and it's just like yes, this is we the real want stuff. someone who's as confused as we are. Yeah. Who sort of wandered in there innocently, just throwing stuff that's like heirlooms yeah. and antiques yeah. roadshow level. Yeah. That's an original constable. Yeah. How much do you yeah. want? 25p just yeah. selling. Yeah. They haven't got a clue what they're selling. No. We need those vulnerable people. Yes. And but they're the ones that sort of get hit hurt yeah, yeah. by the professional booters yeah, because yeah, they see yeah. them, they see them coming in and they think, yeah. they're not even organised. Yeah. Do you know the what I mean? Is if you they haven't every... got a pricing system. Well, if you went every week, you'd soon get to know who's, you know, the ones over there all the time. It's a tone, is it? But yeah, my uncle Chris used to do the rounds. He used to go to all the regular booths. In one day? I don't know if he'd do it in one day, but he'd sort of, 
alternate, you know. You'd know where the local car boots were going on. Weird Cossel's got a car boot this Sunday, mate. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I've ever bought anything. I remember buying one thing as a kid, a Star Wars toy. Mm. And I did think at the time, I think I've done well. Yeah. You know, as a kid, you think them, them parents yeah. don't realise what they're selling. No. It's like you three thought, quid. Yeah. And I was like, that's a Star Destroyer for three quid. You fucked up. Yeah. Then you had your eye like, as you, as you pay for it, you go, you fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't done your research, old lady. Mm. You're That's selling you this. Want. Your son's left home. You're trying to clear your loft. You want, They're the ones you want to pick yeah, off. Yeah, you want vulnerable. Not vulnerable. Vulnerable. You do. Gullible. Stupid. Gullible. Yeah. Unclueless. Like my dad, when I left home, just flogged everything in that loft and he didn't care. There was stuff that was collectible. There was Fred Perry's. There was an Amiga with rare games. All for a fiver. Get it out of my life. Yeah. That was a mistake. Yeah. And I'm not going to do that with our kids. I'm going to like, I'm going to hold on to the stuff which is of value. Well, our loft is a disgrace. I mean, it would be easier to do. Maybe we should do a car boot. What do you mean? Because we could take stuff to the tip, but if we did a car boot, it might be. We can't do a we car boot. We could make a bob or two. No, we wouldn't because you'd be giving it away to make people happy. You'd no, be like, just I'm, get, can someone would come up and a tray it on, be yeah. like, can I have all that on the mat there for yeah. a fiver? You'd be like, no, oh, go on then. Yeah, there's a lot of crap up there, though. Good God. Well, it's crap that people... A lot want. of crap. Yeah, well, I think we should do a car boot. I think you'd be mm. quite good. I think what I need to do is, I still i am trying to make sure I eat so many bits of fruit a day. Yeah. And your mum and dad, I have to say... They absolutely nail it with the fruit because they go to Costco. They get lots of fruit. And it's like it, they bought by, but it's so good. It's really nice you, fruit. Whenever I go to their house, though, that fruit bowl gets mm. bigger. I know. It's like it's amazing. It's just like it's like a it's like a greengrocer stall is. in the middle. It's lovely. That the satsumas they've got are absolutely delicious. I so juicy. I mean, what, what is your favourite fruit? If you had to pick a fruit, um. I think it would probably be if it was if it's really juicy and sweet. I do love a satsuma. It's mm. so nice. It's got a bit. Do you know what though? I always think I saw someone have an orange the mm. other day. It's too much work in an orange. I don't think well, there's much joy in an orange. Your mum and you've dad. Got, you've got, your your mum has a squeezed orange every day. But then you've got the the ass. It's the it's pe- peeling it the old school way of doing an orange. I don't like peeling it because it's messy. Yeah. Then you get down to it. It's got pips yeah. in the middle. There's pips well, everywhere. That's why you'd be better off squeezing it because you get all the juice out. You don't have to peel time. it. You just cut it in half. I ain't got time to squeeze. No, but an you orange. have got a juicer because Liv bought you one for your birthday. I don't even know where that's gone. It's at the back of the cupboard. Ooh. So squeeze it. Just squeeze an orange, and then you've got that fresh, lovely. Fresh juice, mm. but the the satsumas are really good. They do love their fruit, my mum and dad. They look they very good for their age. My mum in particular, yeah. But she whacks on loads of dipper base every night. Well, I don't think it is dipper base anymore. What but is it? She has a lot of boots stuff and that. You she know. Just whacks on. But I she does put, she does moisturise well. It looks like she used to come down in front mm. of the telly. Yeah, still does it. Yeah, and just greases like she's off to do a she cross does. channel swim. She does. Just sort of gets puts it on like lard. It's just sort of like a face. Well, pack. I think we've said this she's before. Talking for, she's had a box of wine. She's it's like, definitely. Oh, part, are you all right watching this? It's definitely part genetics, but it's also definitely part what you do. And she moisturises really well. Mm. And their skin is all the more supple for it. 
Yeah. Definitely moisturise. Because the thing is, at my age as well, you have a tendency to, you can't be arsed at night when you're going to bed and stuff. But I think just slap a bit on, slap a bit of the old moisturiser on if you can. Yeah. And it does feel, you do feel better for it. I remember when I had, because obviously I've got eczema. Mm. I, it's it's a weird one because I, I put it on and it, it soaks in. It soaks in. it up, yeah. My skin is so, so thirsty. dry. It's like an old, it's like... um. It's like pouring it on a corpse it or something. It? It just, oh, God. It just literally, dis- as I'm rubbing yeah. it in, it yep. disappears. Mm. But but my, I, I do think I do think my mum looks very good for her age. She does look good. She's 72 and she's looking good on it. Looking yeah. good on it. I'll tell you something. But she drinks a lot of water. I thought, I thought you were going to say she drinks a lot of wine. She drinks a lot of wine. Yeah. It does show you, though. Mm. I think she heard that once at mm. the doctor by mm. saying, he said, just a glass of wine a day. Or, yeah. he, or he said, wine a day is really good for you. And she took that as a box, yeah, a full bottle. She took of wine. that as red, as a red, red wine, took literally as yeah, red, yeah. and just smashing through red. It, it's it is weird. They sort of like I I have that. I I think you always look at them, your parents' nighttime routine, mm. and it is always the way. She'll come down. She's had a bath. Yeah, she comes down with that mirror. Yeah, she comes down with a <laughs> a moisturizer. Yeah, slams it on. She's had yeah. a little bit of wine, so she's a little bit tipsy. She's putting moisturizer on her hair and that. Then she'll sort of just look over. Are you all right? Do you want anything? Do you want any food? Do you want me to cook you an entire dinner? She always used to ask me whenever I got in late. Yeah. She, always, she would happily make a meal. Yeah. At like well, as soon as we got there at, on Saturday night, half ten, she was like, are you hungry? I've cooked a ham. A ham. And then Sophia... You can't eat a ham The thing is, because Sophia loves her cottage pie, she was like, can I have some cottage pie? I was like, it's half ten at night. You're not having cottage pie before bed. You don't want to sit at a full-on cottage pie and then lay down. Yeah, she Although, had a massive portion of it yesterday, though. Did she? Yeah, it was really good. But yeah, they do look very good, don't they? But I, I think all these... Do you know all the... I walk around all London Barrett and think, does, every, does all this work? Mm. Do you not feel that? All of it, does it, does it do anything? Well... I don't know. Or does a balanced diet do anything? Because it's like a balanced all, diet definitely all does these something. supplements. You, you're yeah. taking shitloads. I was asking my dad about. Um, I don't know if we talked about this last week. I was yeah. asking my dad about his upbringing. Yeah, Did we talk about this last no, week. No, no. Um, and I'm quite fascinated by the difference between um, how. My parents lived their lives, yeah. how we did. Yeah, and what's really, I love stuff like this. Yeah, what's really weird is I don't think I sort of got an angle on just how mad their childhood was. Yeah, because like my dad's dad worked down the pit. Yeah, and he sort of slept for like three Ernest. hours a day. Ernest, he slept for like three hours a day. Yeah, so like basically, he my dad said he would just be in like an armchair. Yeah, he didn't get to bed. Just turn the light off. Yeah. So sort of like waiting in the corner like yeah. a ninja. Yeah. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Just sitting in the silhouette of your dad just sort yeah. of in the corner. Yeah. And then he was gone in the morning. So my dad was pretty much brought up by his uncle Eric. There was yeah. only like a five-year age gap. Not his uncle Eric, no, but, uncle Eric. Yeah, so his brother. Yeah. There's only like a five-year age gap. Yeah, but so that's that, quite a lot when you were young, isn't it? Well, not not if you think about a 10-year-old. When, when your, brother, your brother, your dad was the youngest, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, but think about that. So he's like six Eric was 11. 11. And how old was Joyce? Well, I don't know how old Joyce was. She was older. Yeah, but but the fact is that I think Eric had to get my dad ready for school. Can you imagine mm. leaving Olivia to sort Sophia out? I know, I know. She can't even sort herself out. It's just such out. a different time, isn't it? But it's just a bit like, living like Angela's That's because ashes, your, it's weird. your grandma, your dad's mum died when he was six, didn't mm. she? Yeah. Mm. But then like my dad sometimes will say stuff like, It'll just like give us a window into his childhood. So he'll be like, yeah, and then uh, 
Yeah, and then there were, of course there was time where Eric shot me in the neck, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. Just madness. But like he used to. That wasn't a daily occurrence. No, that wasn't no. How they got ready for they, school? They right, brush your teeth. Let me shoot you in the neck, and then <laughs> off we go. Living like they were in the yeah, Bronx. Yeah. But what it, apparently once he was like op- holding up a coke can for yeah, him yeah and I, I don't know why i didn't have the you know the intelligence to put it on the wall yeah and then eric just said to the left to the left and he shot him in the neck oh my god but then this happened, killed your dad i mean it happened quite regularly i think i think um in terms of like eric would be the he'd have like a trolley that he'd made and my dad and his mate would have to push him and yeah. run alongside it so they yeah. were the engines yeah and like my dad said once he sort of tripped and he sort of fell yeah. And then Eric, rather than showing any sympathy, just went, we've lost engine one. <laughs> we've lost engine one. Engine two, yeah. start. We're going to have to double up the output yeah. now. It was just, it just felt like a different time, I think. Yeah, yeah. He probably had to, he had to cook for himself. Like, they had to cook. So that's yeah. why my dad's, that's why my dad's only meal for years was corned beef ash. Yeah. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, they'd just come off the back of rationing as well, hadn't they? So it was still... You know, very simple. Everything was, you know, they really valued what they had in front of them. You had to eat everything, finish everything. If you remember what your mum and dad said yesterday, or did you hear them saying it? Mm. That basically, if you hadn't eaten your dinner, you get it for your breakfast the next day. Was that true? Yeah. Parents were bastards, weren't they? I don't think your dad's dad would do that. But your mum was talking about the family that she'd known. And um, she says, yeah, they were made to stay at the table. You'd have to eat it for breakfast. And if you didn't eat it for breakfast, you'd get it for lunch. Then your, I, your dad's mum. She was an awful cook. She was an awful cook. She used to do white dinners, didn't she? She so. would just steam the shit out of everything. <laughs> so it would just be... She's ahead of her time. Steaming's really well, good for you now. absolutely steamed the crap out of it. So it was just devoid of any colour, any goodness. It was just... Just, no flavour, no, no texture. Limp. Just yeah, horrible. And and then it would always be served with like I always just imagine like really undercooked pork, sort of like white. Anemic. And, uh, just horrible. No flavour. It's like it looks like a corpse on silent witness. Yeah. That sort well, of do you know what rubbery else? meat. You know, flavouring, how important flavouring is and, and seasoning and stuff. I was watching something on Saturday with James Martin and he'd gone to a food market in America. It was this incredible food market. It was just, oh, I just would love to go because in the middle was like this market with all these incredible stalls of stuff. And then round the outside of the market were all little restaurants and eateries that not only um, were linked to the market stalls, so where, where they would supply... Um, and sell the wares, mm. but they would also use these ingredients in their own cooking so you could sample them and try them. And one stall that James Martin went crazy for was a salt stall. <coughs> Excuse me, I've just got to cough. And um, all these different salts, different colours, different types. Um, Can you tell the difference? Salt, salt. Well, he it? said how important salt is. He says salt isn't just salt. Salt can be used for so many things. So for curing, um, there was like a pink salt that maintains the colour of the meat, mm. um, maintains the flavours, you know, and then all sorts of different things that you could add in. Like one salt was made with maple syrup. So it provided this sweet, but also the salty Sounds taste. Yeah, and I was like, oh. And I Get just, that on your he was just He just like took a bit and then just put it on his tongue, like just to sample it. And I was like, mm. I could almost taste it with him. You know, you're like... You know, I must admit, I would have loved to have been a chef. Yeah. In, well, I love I love food, and I like the art of food, yeah. and I like cooking. 
I think it's nice, but mm. the problem is, I think the job is miserable. If you do it in a kitchen, well, I, it looks so stressful. Well, I always think that it's the kind of it's the same kind of trajectory as as being um, in the entertainment industry. So when you're at the bottom, you get all the shit. Mm. You work really hard to get your stripes, and then once you make it to a level where you're good enough, then you're actually not doing as much. You know, you're not. Let's just liken it to being a comedian. You're not on the circuit flogging your guts every single night. You might only open your restaurant on a Imagine Saturday and that. a Sunday. because Chopping making... potatoes in yeah. hall for a hot pot. Yeah. Ugh. Or you have people working for you, producing your dishes that you've created, you know, so you're yeah. not actually doing the, the graft. But I just imagine it's really hard work at the bottom. But would you be a shouty chef? No. You know I wouldn't. You know I wouldn't. I'm one of them that chucks pans. No, you know I wouldn't be like that. Like making yeah. people plate up. Do you know what I think? When you see them in Michelin starred restaurants, yeah. though, and they're having to do plating up with fucking tweezers, yeah, yeah. I just think, oh, oh God. God. Imagine that for that. And the other thing as well is there's no respite. No. It's just like that for break. like, what, four hours? Awful. And then at the end of it, I just always think they always sit back in the chef wires, go out for a yeah, smoke behind yeah, the bins. Yeah. It just looks like, that. Yeah. I feel like I get palpitations. I know. Just, because that's like every day is like that. Yeah. Like right on. I think that's one of the hardest jobs. I really do. In I, terms of shit jobs. Oh, and I and I hate it for them. I feel like I feel like I want to go backstage, you know, like to the backstage. kitchen. Yeah. Backstage pass and to I the kitchen. And I just feel like saying to them before they make my dinner, mm. are you all right? Are you having a good day? Are you okay? Yeah. You know, because I feel like they're going to take it out on your meal. It's like... It all depends on what kind of a day they're having on how good your dinner's going to be. Mm. Well, a bit like that pilot who flew into that mountain. You like, I always think now you yeah, look at I the pilot so. and say, is everything yeah, all right, everything mate? Okay. Anything all right at home? Well, so then with the chef, you're like, everything all right? Because I don't want you doing an angry wank into my soup. Well, just to, you know. I didn't tell you about this, but we went to, um, you know, we went to Wagamama's on Friday. Wagga! Wagga! And, um. Wagga, mama. Uh, yeah. And, oh, Scott, bang, bang, cauliflower beautiful i had that mm. i had the greens so mm. the broccoli and all that with all the stuff on it i'm not a fan of the way i know they say like oh it comes out yeah. and you know it comes out in mm. it, when it's ready mm. but then i just think just feed the kids first mate it did come out really quick though on friday but did they feed the kids first because yeah. you can't you can't be sat there eating a yakisoba and the kids yeah. are just crayon in oh, just Scott, eat that crayon mate if you're hungry it just feels a bit wrong Scott, it was so good and it's always you know, like it always is. Always delivers. Spot on. Yeah, that mm. yakisoba is always the same and it was just mm, so good. So we went around this food market, bought different salts. Yes, mm, yeah. Quite interesting. I know. I, I mean, I think, I think that's the thing. I think, I think being a chef at that level is probably quite good. I do. But I think being in the... When you're in the doldrums uh, of, yeah. It's probably quite going nowhere. I know. You're just chopping. It's not and, great, is it? No. It's hard work, I, I don't think. know why you'd want to do it. And probably quite monotonous as well. You know, like when you're doing this, perhaps the same menu, the same dishes. Yeah. I think I'd do one dish. Yeah. And then I'd be going, That'd be right, your... that's that done. Get no, that... I'd just do one plate. Well, that's what they, they do. Go, on... You've got to do that 46 times. But that's oh. what they do on MasterChef, isn't it? They have to perfect one dish that's really, really good. Yeah. And they're in those restaurants because you're producing it over and over and over again. What would you cook on MasterChef? Uh... I think this is a really hard question because I think I would probably go for fish dish. Mm. I would. Using something like crab or... Because I think it's so flavoursome. Do you know what I'd do? Go I'd on. do a bolognese in the slow cooker and then sit down. Would you? Yeah, I'd just sit there. I'd just put it in the slow cooker. Oh. And John Rose would be like, is everything all right? Fine, yeah, just letting it cook. Just going to watch the telly yeah. now. One pot. 
in a minute. One pot, mate. One pot slow cooker. Yeah. And let Greg yeah. just turn it, get the lid Sod off. It. Oh, he's very clever. Sod he stuck, it. He stuck it all in the slow cooker. No, that's yeah. not a bad idea, actually, though. You can't slow... Well, they only give you... How long do they give you? Yeah, you don't get long enough to slow cook something. Just bring, fast cook. just bring it in out of your bag. Yeah. You can't. You won't be slow cooking anything, mate. I'm he's got a slow chef. cooker in his bag. Yeah. He's a very clever chef. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, I, I do like watching Saturday morning cooking. I do, I do. If it's a bit comforting. It is it? a bit comforting. So there's right. all different types of salt. Caramel salt, normal salt, all rock salt. All sorts. All sorts. And it will add such good flavour to your food. Mm. Oh, it's making me hungry. Mm. Oh, if you could have anything, what would you have for lunch today? If you could literally pick anything. Wow, I don't know. You I... see, I'd probably go for something Thai or... Japanese or it's always it tastes so clean it tastes but satisfying I think yeah I don't know I think sandwiches is a shit dinner I know There's I know no, you're really anti-sandwich I am anti-sandwich because I think it's sort of like oh I do love a sandwich but you get bored of them I get really bored I of them I get bored of them as well I just think oh god it's just even even like, and you know like I remember as a kid when my dad would make sandwiches yeah, for me yeah. and they were made with so little love oh if that if, if I'd have seen that that sandwich Sad it, it, if I'd have took that sandwich into a court yeah. and said, this is a sandwich my dad made, it'd be like, Eni's taken into care. Because that is <laughs> literally was. the worst. I remember when he made sandwiches once when yeah. I used to go decorating with him. I always remember I used to go decorating with him. We'd listen to talk radio and I'd be doing like the bits like yeah. rubbing down yeah. and stuff. And he'd be doing the painting. The grotty And then bits. he'd be like, here's your dinner. And, and like when you were kidding, you're working with your dad, you're like, you'd be like, I've been there all day. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm already really, really hungry. And dinner was the only yeah. exciting bit yeah. when you were a kid. And he'd open that old Tupperware yeah. that had ice cream, yeah. used to have ice cream in it. And these sandwiches were tragic. Oh. It was like a tragic, sad sandwich. Yeah. Sort of like, I'd like, it was like a piece of bread not even properly, but he'd always butter, never butter to the edges. I know. Rationing the butter. There was a one slice of wafer thin ham. You have that was to trans- make sure you butter A translucent the edge. slice of yeah. wafer thin ham. Yeah. And then he'd have one tomato that would just slide back and forth like a fucking yeah. ice hockey puck. Yeah, yeah. And then, I'd, and then the sandwich, he never used cling film, never used k- a kitchen foil. And then it's just, I picked this sandwich up, it's just flapping about. Not good. Not good. Have you put any chutney on it? No. no. So it's just ham, one slice of tomato. Yeah. Miserable. I hear you. Have you noticed that I've got a bond with Bob the cat? A little bit. Does he, are you jealous of it? No, but I was talking to... Why do you think he's bonded with me? Go on, who are you talking to? I was talking to Jack about cats yesterday. And he says that the cat... Who's Jack? Come on, you've got to fill in the gaps. So Jack's people my don't sister-in-law's these... brother. You always assume that these people know who yeah, we're well talking they know, about. they know Jack. They don't know Jack. They know Jack. They can't just assume. So it's my sister-in-law's brother, but basically I was talking to him about cats because he's got two. And he said that the person the cat spends the most time with initially when they move into your house, and I think it could have been you because you were working at home. Mm-hmm. That's They see that as their go-to person, yeah. the human that they go to but i mean i i'm not sure about that i've got a theory it's because you've got no nails your fingertips are really soft because you've got no nails i bite them oh yeah they're horrible but when you when you cuddle him and stroke him you've got a very soft touch because you've got no nails it's basically like um and what are those who are those hands with the soft pads yeah what are they who are those look at your i mean your your fingernails <laughs> would be perfect for netball because 
before I play netball, they, they check your nails. And if your nails go over the top of your finger end, you, you can't play. Get out. Yeah. Do you have to trim your nails there and then? Well, either that or you don't play. Yeah. So if your nails are too long and you haven't got any trimmers, you're not playing. Oh, Freddy Krueger, so, yeah. goal attack today. Yeah. And um, your nails are so low that you've always got your finger ends, haven't you, that are soft. Yeah. So um, I think that's what he likes. He likes it when you stroke him like that. So it's like, it's like you know, that morph, the plasticine. It's yeah. like a hand of plasticine. Yeah. But I've got a real thing where I pick him up. You've got bald head fingertips. <laughs> you look like bald heads on your You've got right fingers. said Fred fingers. You have. You've got right said Fred fingers. They're like sort of digits, like alien digits. Yeah. Like the Roswell Your alien. hands are quite small. Let's just measure. They are very small, my hands. Look, the same small. size as mine. That's weird, isn't it? Have you got big hands or have you just got small hands? I'd say yours are small. That's not a good sign, is it? Why? You've got a bit of gunk in your eye as well. Have I? Yeah, got um, a bit of eye goop. Oh, I uh, ate. Do, do you remember that on Friends? Ice snot. Oh, don't say that. No, it congeals, doesn't it? It's horrible. Don't it say congeals. that. Chandler used that as a reason to dump people on what? Friends. Ice snot. I goop. When it just gathers in the corner. You called corner. it eye goop. I think there's nothing worse than talking to someone who's got a big spot. Oh, let's stop. I just want to actually just go. But, I know our friendship's going to end, but I'm going to deal with that yeah, right now. Yeah. Pass me your face. So yeah, I, I pick him up. Yeah, and I sort of scoop him yeah. under his. On yeah. his backside yeah. and under his neck. Yeah. And he lets me carry him he around. He does, he does. I, I basically cradle him it's like lovely. a child. It's so nice. I do like it. I do think he's bonded with me. Yeah, I think so. But then he's, I don't you know, cats got, uh, are very superficial, aren't they? Maybe if you were a superhero, you'd be Catman, not Catwoman, Catman. Mm, that's not You're a, a bit very... feline, aren't you? Catman. But that's not a very good superhero, isn't it? Just sitting on radiators no, and stuff. No, I suppose not. Your superpower is sleeping all day. You'd love that, wouldn't you? No, I'm, I'm not like you. Like a cat. You were a napper at uni. Mm. You could go and nap at half one You're not in a the napper, afternoon. Are you? I've got too much going on. I've got a lot going on, but I still like a little nap. I sort of collapse yeah. and sleep heavily. Yeah. Like, but yeah. you, you sort of used to actually get into bed at half one, didn't I'd you? I love that. I didn't afternoon. get into bed. I wouldn't get in bed. Just so lying on top. Slept on a bed. Yeah, half one. Lovely. How could you do a nap in the day and then not beautiful? Still sleep at night. Lovely. Absolutely <laughs> bliss. Would you Would you do it now? Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. Obviously, I've got Arctic Monkeys tickets for mm, live, mm. and I did think when I was sort of seventeen, eighteen. <clears throat> I was so passionate about music. I was like, I had a real like hatred for anything that wasn't music that I liked. Yeah. Did you ever feel that? No. I I, I had like a real sort of bee in my bonnet about people who like Boyzone or who liked uh, Spice Girls. No, I never felt so, that. So I was like, how can you? How can you buy that music? No, I never would have gone that far. Where there are other amazing albums out there i know what you mean because i mean obviously i was obsessed with michael jackson absolutely obsessed and i just thought if you cannot what what used to frustrate me is is how can you not appreciate how good this is if you didn't appreciate it like because some people like bros and mm. i like michael jackson mm. and i was just like it's like you want to you want to get them to you see want them your to point understand how much you adore it yeah yeah but i didn't feel like I didn't feel like I was on a mission to try and change people's minds or anything like that. I know? feel I felt annoyed by it. No, I won't go that I felt, far. I felt like it, it. But then, but now I don't care. No. But it's like when you. Why is it when you're sort of eighteen, nineteen? You because feel it's like, really important to you. It's like you know, it's like 
it's everything to you, isn't it, when you're that age? It's like your mates are everything to you. Well, and all your interests is, is everything to you. It also forms part of your personality. Yeah. Well, you, well, you are forming your personality now, aren't personality. you? Personality. You know, you are in a transitional phase where you're finding out, you're finding your feet, you're finding out who you are. So it's part of your identity. Yeah. And so, you know, that's like, Liv, sometimes, it's like she's got, verbal diarrhea I was just going to say this and she just like has to tell you about something immediately and it's like and it's it's almost like she doesn't say these words but these words are just sort of emanating from her body and she's just going like you have to listen about this right now because this is what's really exciting to me in this moment and I want you to be as excited as me she she doesn't take a breath either so she she collared me at Mm. this part and, and you know what in my head I was thinking do listen though, yeah. Because there'll be a day when she doesn't do yeah. this. But she was like, she was like, oh, me and April watched this film on the, mm. on the weekend, but it was scary. But it's not too scary. Basically, it was this sort of film. I don't know what film she was watching. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, this character. Look, this is the character I'm thinking about going around yeah. ha- for Halloween. Yeah. Look, this is what April might be going as for yeah. Halloween. And this character, Daddy, but and I was just kind of going, Jesus, I feel like getting my head kicked in. But you have to sort of go, oh, that's really good. Yeah. That. And then yeah. let me show you on the phone. She Daddy, doesn't like, come up for breath, and she doesn't. She doesn't. She's not interested in what you think. It's not a two-way. This isn't a two-way conversation. This is, I am literally spouting information at you and you have to absorb it. It is weird, isn't it? Because Mm. she's at that weird phase where Mm. she's sort of finding her own identity, isn't she? Yeah. And But she wants us to be involved. Yeah. Oh, it's mad. It It is is mad. And I, I definitely try and listen to her, but I sometimes feel like saying, I don't know what you're on about. No. I don't, I, don't I don't know what you're talking about. I don't understand. Well, sometimes she will say that to me. She'll say something. And I'm like, I just go, oh, that's good. And I just think, I've got no idea what you've just said to me. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. I just. But I, I think, I think you don't want to be. I did have a little moment when I was like, you don't want to be those parents that don't listen. No. Or don't show any no, interest. Of course. But there's a fine line between that and then sitting there for 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And you're going, I've got to get dinner on, mate. I, I, know. I don't know. I don't know what you're on it's about. It's hard though, isn't it? But yeah, she's dead passionate about stuff. But yeah, she is. But she yeah, is. I think I had that sort of sort of passion about yeah. I was I was determined to eradicate that side of the like take that yeah. boy's own yeah. uh spice girls. all that stuff annoyed me so much. You didn't like Pete Aitken and Waterman then? Pete Aitken and Waterman. Pete. Stock Aitken and Waterman. That was years before. No, this is when I had, it was just like teenage years. So we're talking mm. like, yeah, the Spice Girls. Pete Aitken and Waterman. Who's Pete Aitken? <laughs> Stock Aitken and Waterman. Yeah, Pete it. Aitken is like, sounds like a frigging solicitor. Yeah. Pete Aitken and Waterman helping you with your conveyance. It was Pete Waterman, fears. wasn't it? Pete Waterman. Yeah. But they just, the hit factory, they just fired yeah. out yeah. shite for years, yeah. didn't they? Well, you can't, yeah, some of it was good. Very catchy. Annoying. Very catchy. Annoying. But I, it's, it's, I think the thing is, I was, I was determined to tell everyone mm. that they were wrong. Yeah. And I think as I... You are wrong! As, as I've got older, I just think, I can't, I can't be asked. No, I know. Just do what you want. Yeah. It's quite hard to be passionate about anything now. I don't agree with that. I'm passionate about, you know, my job and I doing stand-up. but that. No, to care about insignificant things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you just sort of... I don't think you care so much about what other people think. That's the difference. Mm. It doesn't validate you to to be worried about what somebody else is thinking. I just think, well, I like that and that's okay. 
I don't care if you like it or not. I, f- I do find out and I back down now. I yeah. find out I, I back down yeah. very, very yeah. quickly. Yeah. Yeah. If someone says stuff like that. Yeah. Even if I, di- I disagree with them. Mm. Mm. I think I'd just rather sometimes. No point, is there? What's the just, point? I'd just rather be a bit passive. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, it doesn't make for exciting conversation. Well, maybe I should be a bit more forthright. Get off the fence, my friend. I like being on the fence. It's a better like view. Being on the fence? It's a nice view. If they're yeah. good enough for the pigeons, it's, it's nice good enough for me. It's nice up on the fence. Up on the fence. You're in the sun. You know, you're not that bothered. You can see both sides. Ah, uh, yeah. People don't. It's yeah. nice. I, I say, be on the fence. Yeah. Be on the yeah. fence. Yeah. Be don't on the commit. Fence. Just be on the fence. Yeah. Well, enjoy the episode, guys. Um, and. Check out the page. Oh, we need to do this again. I've balls. Yeah, it? fucking shit you are at this. Just let me do it and you shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have that as the start. <laughs> fucking waffling twat. Well, the thing is as well, um, what's going off in Nottingham at the minute is Goose Fair. Yeah. Biggest fair, biggest travelling fair in Europe. Yeah. So it really does all come together um absolutely massive and i've got massive childhood memories of going to the fair every single year i remember driving up um you can see the lights in the distance you can hear the music the smells you know the smells from all the food vans around the edges assholes and ear been cooked and you can hear <laughs> yeah. that can't you yeah yeah i can really remember it so much it was just such a such a memory for me. And now I kind of avoid it. Why? Liv will want to go, though. Well. No, she's not that bothered, actually. I think it's, it feels it's a bit so intimidating. It's massive. Yeah, it is massive. And it used to be like you could get the vouchers out the evening post. You can still. You can you? still do that. It always made me laugh, though, because I used to go up and go, can I have coupons, please? Oh, here's a coupon prick. Yeah, they used yeah. to hate you with that. Yeah. And they used to put you on there. It's like but it's, 350 it, a ride. No, but it's nearly... Cheaper no, than Disney. I'll say it's more... It's more like four quid, five quid a ride. Oh, and the know. short rides. You know when they're too busy. Yeah. And the kid would go on, they'd go, yeah. do you want to sit in Lightning McQueen? And you'd sit them in there, they'd go... Vroom. Yeah, off you get. 450 for that, mate. You've just done a three-point yeah. turn. Yeah. But there was a lot of that going on. Yeah. Um, but if anybody's coming to Nottingham, definitely look it up. Goose Fair, it's it's massive, absolutely massive. It's it is, huge. Uh, but it is. I, I always think that. I always think that. I'd like to take the kids, but I think it's like in the day, it's a different to it's at night. Yeah, in the yeah, day, yeah. it feels quite yeah. innocent. And yeah. it's like, oh, you like some candy yeah. floss? You like yeah, yeah. And then at night, it feels a bit menacing. Yeah, it does. It, it feels does. like it changes at You're night. Right, it feels yeah. like some sort of Batman. Yeah. Uh, noir yeah, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. It feels a little bit intimidating. The kids love it though. Did I ever tell you I got some medical advice from someone who was running those rides? One no. Day? I was taking Sophia on. She must have been only like little. No, it might have been Liv. Anyway, we were sat on one of these rides and it's when she wanted me to go on with her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you'd be on the merry-go. It was one of those which had a track. Yeah. So she was sat in a barbie car yeah. doing the driving. And then there's me sat with my massive needs in a, in a, in a giant fucking... Mickey Mouse van. So my knees were hanging over the side like that because she wanted me to go on with her and I'm all sort of cramped up. And I was itching and I had like really bad skin at the time. I'd had a... It a was flare up. My flare up and it was all like red and yeah. stuff. And uh, at the end, the woman came up like, you know, she had the other of those yeah. satchel things. She like, went, you got eczema, love. 
And I went, yeah. yeah. She went, oh, I tell you what you need. I tell you, yeah, I've written this down for you. It's linoleum or something. She gave me this thing. She said, you need to buy it online, and every day just put it on. It cleared it up for me because I've seen you've got a red neck there. Wow. And I was like, afterwards, I said, that's better service than the doctor's. Did you ever take her up on it? I've like, not looked into it, but now, now you I thought to. I should. But you know what mad thing about that is? That was 450 That's a better system than 111. That's like private healthcare. It's like private healthcare, isn't it? Imagine, right. she that's her, her job. She yeah. just goes, as someone else comes on, that looks like sciatica, love. You get her to look at your lumpy neck next time. Come and have a look. Right, if you have you got a lumpy neck, right, just sit in the Lightning McQueen car. Yeah. I'll come on to you yeah, next. Exactly. No more appointments. Yeah. Just fourth at the end. Very as good. As someone's getting off. Bunions, love. Bunions. <laughs> you need to work on your... Do you what you need is some orthotics in your shoes. It's your yeah. arch. Yeah. It's your arch. <laughs> 450, love, for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She was amazing. She was like a proper doctor. Medicine woman. Yeah, doctor, fairground woman, yeah. the medicine yeah, marvel. Exactly. I don't know, but it was weird that she gave me the advice. That's weird. I've seen you That's scratching, so love. I saw you scratching coming over the hill. You have been listening to Brew with the Bennets. This has been a Bennett production. We have been sat in our kitchen speaking into some microphones and you have been listening with your earlobes. We hope that you have a well, very Well, not their lobes. No, their ear cochlear insides. <laughs> <laughs> we hope that you have a very pleasant week and a pleasant Sunday. If you would like to get in touch with us, please do. Contact us on bwtbpod at gmail.com or you can contact us on all the socials at bwtbpod. We hope that you um, have a very pleasant day. And we hope these these are getting more and more like train announcements. I'm sorry, I don't know what to do. It's like it's like it's stuck a, off a script. Yeah. Just all you need to say is, look, thank you for listening. Thanks guys. for listening. Um, do sign up to the Patreon if you do want the extra episode and the early access. I'm on tour this week. ScottBennettComedy.co.uk for tickets. Um, I had a fantastic time in Nor- in Northampton. In Northampton, all and the Nottingham. ends and Nottingham. Lots of people in Nottingham. It was at the Metronome. Which is a venue that no one knows really. It sounds like sounds like you're going to go cycling, doesn't it? It does. Go to the, that's the velodrome. Turn up at the metronome in Lycra. Yeah. Imagine if I just did yeah. the show on a bike, yeah. just passing, just going. Anyone got kids? Awful. Anyone got kids? As I went past, so I did the metronome. So that was nice last week. Uh, but yeah, the other the other venues uh, I'm going to be at Corby, uh, the Cube, Manchester Stola Hall. Guildford G Live, that's this week. Well, this have all gone by the time they hear this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but that's good. But what's the point in making that announcement now? None. I need to sort this out. Yeah. Oh, well. So what's, what is coming up next week? Oh, the week after? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I'm filming it. I'm oh, filming the show where? on October the 13th at the Leeds Wardrobe. Woo-hoo. So do come along. I need people. Really, I need Leeds well people. Done. Yes, do come. Come to the Leeds Wardrobe. <laughs> Gemma just cla- yeah, come to the Leeds Wardrobe Theatre and yeah. come along. So we're going to film it for a special. Awesome. Uh, I'm also at Colchester Arts Centre and Grimsby. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, at uk. Do come to the tour. Yes. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Brilliant. Um, uh, so thank you so much for listening thanks for listening everyone thanks for writing in and supporting us we do appreciate it and we'll see you soon see you next week Ciao. thank you bye bye <laughs>
tune in. It's Sunday morning.